out for a, a wonderful Sunday school ministry. Amen. They help us with our kids. Thank God. Amen. If your kids don't come to Sunday school, listen, fight every battle. Get victory over it. Get through all of that and get your kids to Sunday school. We're, we are, our kids are, will suffer and probably us too if we don't get them in Sunday school. Don't mean to be judgmental and, and try to pressurize anybody, all right? But uh, I'm, I'm kind of like the guy that said, you don't have to rush, but hurry up, okay? Uh, get them in church. Get them, in, get them in, under the influence, amen, of good teachers. And, and I like I always say, around people who shout and people who praise, we bring everything to the altar. We bring God into everything. You know why? Because we think God is the answer to everything. Whatever you're going through, whatever you need, amen, or whatever you're struggling with, God is your answer. presence. Thank God for your response to his presence. We have a, we are blessed with a, a, a wonderful, wonderful group of people who love God and, and thank you for showing up. And our guests that are here today, you're certainly welcome here too. We love you. I want you to come back. Amen. We'll try to behave ourselves uh, where you will come back. Be nice to you, okay? Praise God. Amen. Uh, the book of Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, verse number 14, probably most of us could quote this. It quite often uh, evangelistic messages and outreach messages, Second Chronicles 7 and verse 14. And I'll just read it to you to make sure I don't miss a word. Everybody there? Hallelujah. Or if you don't, if you're not, just look up on the screen. I think it's up there. If my people, you know, and I'm going to stop before we get into that and just point out something. Amen. The little word if already changes and could change the whole meaning of the passage, if, okay, that, that word if makes it conditional, all right, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, none of these, we like, he'll name some things here that we don't like to do and don't feel like doing, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Is a prophet speaking. I'll hear from heaven. I'll tell you about it, all right? And will forgive their sins and will heal their lands. A promise from God is conditional, all right? But it's promiseful. Let's go to Mark chapter 16. And I and I love this, another scripture we quote pretty often, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it for us, all right? Now we're not sign seekers here, okay? because the Lord said in the last generation there will be a sign seeking and he said he added something he said an adulterous and a sign seeking generation All right, we're not sign seekers but he did promise that if we were true believers that there would be some signs that would follow the believers so you got to get the signs in the right place okay we don't need to have the signs out here and we follow the signs we just obey God and release our faith and believe what he says accept his promises and when we do that the Bible promises us that there would be some signs that would follow Mark 16 verses 17 and 18 and these signs shall follow them that believe this message could be for those two goosebump people that claim when you get that that constitutes the infilling of the Holy Ghost that's not true okay that is not true he 
Accepting Christ as your personal Savior does not constitute the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Remember, Jesus said, without my spirit, you don't belong to me. You are none of mine. You can believe all you want, all right? And these signs shall follow them that believe. Look for it. Expect it. Believe for it. In my name shall they cast out devils. Didn't say the preachers. It said the believers. I feel that, I feel that ministering spirit. Brother Green, I felt it here. Brother Jerry, I felt it here earlier. I've been feeling it regular. What that means is it doesn't all have to come through the preacher. Thank God for preachers who've dedicated their lives, pastors, bishops, whatever they may be, to the glory and the work of the Lord and the kingdom of God. But that doesn't mean that everything has to come through. Some things ought to and need to, all right? Amen. They need the preachers and the bishops set things in order, all right? But, how, but, but a believer can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And they can do some other things too. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new... Let me just stop right now. This this is probably not professional the way I'm doing this. It's probably not the proper way. They don't teach you to do this in Bible school. Amen. But, But the devils, by the way, for some folks here, maybe they're scared to death of devils. The devil is more afraid of you if you're a believer than you are of him. That's how much authority you have. That's how much power God has given you. He's given us the spirit of peace over all these crazy spirits that are around us. All right? Amen. Speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And that's what that means right there. By the way, those of you that are worried about us, we don't have any snakes, any boxes, or anything around here hidden away. Okay? The serpent... Amen. Has always been a type. The devil has always been a type of a serpent. All right, snakes. That's a type of demons. That's why I don't want a snake in my house. Okay, people that have snakes, and, 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 and please overlook this. If you do have snakes, you may like them. Okay, I don't think it's a heaven or hell issue, but I think it's something wrong with people. Amen. Who want snakes in their house? Kind of odd. Kind of weird. You know, I grew up around snakes. Amen. You know what? A good snake is a dead snake. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. There we go. And they shall recover. Hallelujah. Oh, that ministry. Amen. God does not just relegate that to just one or two special people. If I could just get them to, that may, may, may be all right. And if that's what your faith says and needs, well, then maybe we'll just do that. But I'm telling you, amen, you have authority over serpents. You have power over sicknesses and diseases. All of these things are promises from God to a believer. Hallelujah. Anybody, do we have any believers in the house here? Anybody in the house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. One other thing before you look, just look around. You don't have to shake hands. Just smile at a few people around. It improves your face value. Hallelujah. Amen. Good people here. Smile at somebody. (laughs) Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. Praise God. We are preaching here to us today. Amen. About an extraordinary move of God's spirit. Can we think about that just a moment? My spiritual appetite, uh, there have been times that just a little bit of the Holy Ghost, Brother Harv, would have been all right. 
just a little bit of his spirit. But, but I don't think I need to think that way. I don't think that's the way God thinks. I don't think that's what he intends for us. Amen. Uh, the way he intends for us to think. Amen. Listen, I want to I wanna be like the old prophet. I want a double portion of your spirit. Whatever you got, amen. Elijah, I want twice as much as that. Amen. Now that's how we ask and that's how we're supposed to, to think about this thing. Amen. Our generation, since we're preaching to about an extraordinary move of the Holy Ghost and of the Spirit here, think about it. Our generation is extraordinary. Amen. This generation in every sense of the word is an extraordinary generation. Amen. That we live in right now. Extraordinary just in case. This is give you another word or two for this. Extraordinary simply means notable. It means unusual. Amen. Not just the same old, same old. It, it, we could use the word exceptional in this place. So just business as usual is, is not what God is talking about here, all right? Amen. We don't need to just be happy with two songs and an offering and a, and a testimony and, and, and then go home and feel sad. We, we don't need to be that way. We need, a, we need an extraordinary move of the spirit. Why? Because we have extraordinary needs. We have exceptional needs. Amen. Hallelujah. We have unusual situations that we don't know how to handle and we don't know what to do with them. So God, we need an exceptional move of your spirit every time we come together. Amen. Because we can't do this thing. There's needs all over the place. So God, we need a move of God like we've never had before. I read somewhere recently that the volume of knowledge, talking about an exceptional time that we're living in, amen, that the volume of knowledge available to man doubles every 30 days. I don't know how true that is, and I don't know how they figured that, but, but with all the devices and the computers and you know, all our connections with the whole world. Uh, it, it, the answer to just about anything you want to know is at our fingertips. The, when I was a kid coming up, the, you couldn't have a TV in your house and be in the church because they didn't want you to bring the world into your house. And we all knew it was coming when we voted on it. It was okay to advertise on TV and the UPCI. I mean, we all knew that that was going to open the floodgate to all kind of other things, and it did. And it comes right down to one thing. Amen. God trust us. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so we didn't have a TV and didn't. And I felt weird when somebody gave me one and we brought it in where we could watch videos and movies for our kids when, when the Chad and our other kids were small and when it, we didn't want to leave them out of everything that's going on in the world. I just felt really, really weird. Have never had a TV in my house. But guess what? We all got them in our pocket now. But we have to do that. So I can't tell you you can't have a TV. I'm not going to, all right? Amen. But God entrusts us to not go into areas and places and watch and see and look at things that we don't need to. God's just putting that right back, not on me and not on the church and organization. He's putting that right back where it belongs, on the individual. That's why I'm not your policeman, to check if you're holy enough, all right? I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to trust you with your faith Amen, to continue to lead us and guide us. Every day, 139,560 people die and 340,500 babies are born. The population is growing by 200,000 a day here in the U.S. 200,000 a day. Then there is the growth of false religion. I'm going to do this because I don't know why, but maybe just give us a, 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 a 
general idea about what God wants to do. You know, there's a growth now of, of false religions in our nation. You know, religions that were in foreign countries and in the jungles and, you know, on the backside of anywhere you want to talk about. But now, you know, they're, they're main line. They're in, the, they're in the very front row. You name it, it's here among us, and it is flourishing. Hallelujah. And, and I have to believe, this may be old fogeyism, but I have to believe that a lot of them don't have the best interest for us here. All right? They don't like us. And I'm amazed now, amen, the people I read and the people I watch, I'm amazed at how many people don't like this country. They live in here, but they don't like us. We rescued some of them people, amen, from places that were very ugly and very bad, and then they don't like the people that rescued us, like biting the hand that fed you. But that's the spirit that's in this country and in our world right now. We, we have a need, folks, amen. That's what I'm getting at. We have a need, amen, for a Holy Ghost move of God. Hallelujah, amen, powerful, something big, amen. Then there's the willingness of this world, amen. Our country especially, I'm pretty sure everywhere else, amen. This end time generation just simply embraces sin as a way of life. We've witnessed the demise of the family unit to introduce, we've, we've had the introduction of gay marriages now and you know, it's just acceptable way of life and oh my goodness, uh, you know, I dare you just to say anything ugly or negative. I'm not saying anything ugly about it. It's just not God's will. It's never been God's will. God destroyed cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because of that one sin of homosexuality. Amen. People get in trouble about it all the time, and we're called hateful people and, you know, uh, homophobics and you name all the ugly. And then, 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 here's what they get to. I'm going to just get on. We'll stay long on this because some of y'all get nervous when I get on this. Amen. Just to use the word racist. The word racist has been used so much that it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's when you're losing the argument. You won't sit down and talk with anybody, amen, in a sensible way. They just look at you and say, you're a racist. Well, that hurts. I mean, that's a low blow right there. Where do you get that from? And so people are called racists for any kind of reason in the world simply because you disagree. Do we need a revival in this divided country or not? Do we need a spiritual Holy Ghost bath? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, and, and I love these kids going off to college and, and others who are not kids going on. But let me tell you something. By, by a, a large, huge majority, the professors are liberal thinking and they don't like this country either and they will cause you to look at everything. That if a cop stops you and gives you a ticket because you're going over the speed limit, he's racist, especially if he's a different color than you, a different nationality. Listen, there is racism. Racism. It is everywhere. It's all over the place. But everything and everybody is not racist. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, get in the middle of some kind of, you know, debate about all of this stuff. I will talk with you about this. I'm trying to protect this church. Amen. I've been commissioned to do this to keep you out of trouble. That's why I've always preached. And I was talking to somebody just the other day. I said, "Listen, I haven't done this in a while, but young people, and the youth, and Brother Brian can help me with this. Amen. Most of if you read the news or watch the news, you'll find that most ugly, horrible crimes take place late at night, like after midnight. If you watch it and listen to it closely, what are you saying? I'm saying, listen, to keep our young people safe, listen, you ought to be home or wherever you're going to be before midnight to keep you out of trouble. 
I don't want you to get shot. I don't want you to get robbed and mugged. I don't want that to happen to you. So it's just good, simple, common sense, amen, to work around and past and through all of these things. Hallelujah. Amen. But we're living in a world that's quite different. We've seen a lot of changes in my time. Amen. But, but, but there's just this, there's just unbridled promiscuity now. It's okay. It's all right. And, and you're looked at funny and sometimes called a racist if you don't believe that. Are mean spirited and ugly. If you listen, the new morality, which I call the no morality. Hallelujah. The approval of late term abortion. I mean, abortion itself is horrible and ugly. Amen. The increase in chemical addiction, gang violence, it's, it's right here in our fair city. Amen. The list goes on. But don't lose hope. This is what I'm getting at. It, it is ugly around us. It is bad around us, okay? Amen. People are not Christians. At least they don't live like Christians. Amen. Amen. But don't you lose hope. Don't give up on this generation. Why? Because we are preaching that God, amen, is going to do some powerful, some awesome, amen, some big things in these last days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe... I believe that in the midst of extraordinary times that we live in, amen, when it's obvious that the odds are against us, hallelujah, amen, we are outnumbered. I mean, we're definitely the underdog in this fight. But that, Brother Green, was kind of what you was talking about when you get sick and you get knocked off of your high horse and you get told, no, you can't do that, then we blame God. No, no, God's trying to talk to us. And when this thing is all said and done, Amen. This David and Goliath situation, everybody knew that it wasn't David. He was just a conduit. He was just the actor that day. He just showed up. Hallelujah. Amen. A boy with a slingshot took out the biggest, toughest warrior that the enemy had. Amen. Listen, that's where we are right now. We can do this thing, Christian Revival Center. Amen. If we learn just a few basic things here that the scripture teaches. And I, the scripture I used earlier in Philippians, I've learned to be content. It's bad for anybody to, to, to not be content, not have, not have peace. The way you get peace is to trust God with everything. I don't want to do this, but Paul said I've learned how to be content. I, I used it a while ago. Let me use it again. I, it, just, it just fascinated me. One translation said, Paul was saying, I've learned how to be quiet. A discontented person won't shut up. They're miserable. They need to pray and then pray a little more. That's like we do our PA system. We start out with it a little bit loud and then we turn out and say, just turn it up a little bit more. Hold it right there, it'll be just right. <laughs> That's when we pray. Oh, I prayed through. Well, let's pray just a little bit more. Hallelujah. Let's push this thing just a little bit more. Let's pursue this peace just a little bit more. Some people think a different location is going to make them happy. Amen. Some people think a new, a new car or a new house is going to, that's just how you do it. This is an inside job, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. It, it, it's so simple. Amen. God says it right in his word. Amen. It starts in the heart. Hallelujah. Amen. When you seek me with your whole heart. Hallelujah. More blessings, more money. Amen. More buddies and more, I won't do it either. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm convinced in the middle of all this ugliness and all this division and all of this hate 
and, 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 and racial situations and people being killed. I, I didn't watch any news today, but I'm pretty sure the way I'm just going by the past that several people got shot right in Baltimore last night. Hallelujah. I'm old-fashioned, y'all. I, I don't need to be the police commissioner down there. I wouldn't be politically correct. I'd put, a, I'd, I'd put ads on TV. You shoot somebody, we catch you. Guess what? We're coming after you. But see, they're trying to be nice to all of them. <laughs> I can hear my dad right now say, come here, boy. <laughs> I did something wrong. I messed up. Come here, boy. And y'all know the most dreadful sound in the world to a guy that knows what whippings or whoopings are about is to hear my dad's big old belt coming out of those. It just makes a certain sound coming out of those belt loops. If people down there are shooting folks or wherever they are shooting folks, they think they just going, well, yeah. And now listen, I'm not for the death penalty either. I used to be until I got a son and I got daughters. That's like the guy said, string them up. Yeah, just kill them. Just, just gas them. Just hang them. Un unless it's your son. Unless it's your kid or your grandson. Don't, does, that, does that make sense? Somebody say, oh, yeah, you, you just, yeah, 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 just, yeah, right, yeah. God will put you in a situation like that too. Hallelujah. I just want to, I don't want to just be right. Some people, you know, you, I, you know, I want to do the right thing. Not just be, I just don't want to win the argument. That, that's the wrong way to witness too. <laughs> you can win the argument and lose a friend. I'd rather keep the friend, all right? Hallelujah. Amen. But I am convinced that our great God is preparing his extraordinary, wonderful, glorious, believing people, hallelujah, all over this world, amen, for an outpouring of his spirit like nobody's ever seen before. Nobody has witnessed this before. Can I just go ahead and say this? Amen. Right in the midst of all the trouble, in the midst of everything that's wrong, and in the midst of things that are bad, God's going to pour out his spirit. In fact, hundreds of years ago, the prophet Joel, amen, in 228, he said, in the last days, saith God. Now, he already, you know, Jesus talked about the last days. The last days will be perilous times. You know what that means? Perilous means dangerous. Dangerous times, amen. You know, men will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, lovers of themselves. That's just the word for that is selfish. Selfish people. I'm going to take care of me and mine and the rest of you, you know, and just I'm going to try to get me and my four and no more in the church. I don't care about the rest of them. That, that's the generation that, that he said, in the middle of all of this, and they, oh, by the way, there will be churches. There will be people, amen, who claim to be religious, but, but they will deny the power of God. Now, are we in that day right now or what? And people, y'all know my dentist, uh, just a great guy, Jim Resch, was here at the men's conference. And, and the last time I was in there, he had a chipped tooth, and he, he does a good job, gets me in and out, works me in. And I said, Jim, let me tell you something, because he was pretty excited about church and all this. I said, you know what, Jim? I said, here's, here's, the, here's the answer to all of this. You get what you preach. You know why there's people that have healings all the time? Because they preach that God is a healer. Hallelujah. And you have it taking place. You know why people are receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit and being baptized in Jesus' name and other places they're not? Because they don't preach it. 
and the people that do it, they preach about it. Listen, this is available to whosoever will. You, you don't have to settle for two or three goosebumps. Hallelujah. This, this is how this happens. Amen. And so I'm preaching about something greater than any of us have ever witnessed. I'm preaching about lives getting fixed. Amen. And healed. Listen, some of you have been through some things. I, you know, I, I'm not going to do this, but at some point, amen, you've got stories to tell, every single one of you. Sister Jan Hall, hey, I could sit down with her, and I have done it before. She just come from a bad background. I, I can relate. <laughs> I mean, just heathens in her family. But, but, you know, walked into our little church, amen, our little group meeting in the Owingsville's Elementary School, the Holy Ghost got a hold. Somebody preached to her because I, I, I think I invited her to the altar and asked her about that. She said, I'm a Baptist. You know, let me know real quick. I said, oh, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> You know, you know, some things we just need to keep our hands off of it. We think we got to tell them. I got to tell them. No, no, sometimes just be quiet. <laughs> Why? Just let the Holy Ghost talk. And that's what the Holy Ghost did. Amen. She, I never will forget that squeal. In fact, it kind of startled me. Ooh. I mean, she let out a, a, a shrill squeal. Amen. Was on her face before you know it. And God was filling her. Amen. With his beautiful, wonderful, glorious spirit. Amen. Amen. And that did it. That did it. Hallelujah. Amen. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Think with me for a minute. Think with me. I'm going to show another little contrast right here. Noah. We know about Noah. He's the builder of the ark that saved mankind from total extinction. God said, I'm sorry I even created man. I'm going to wipe him off the face of the earth. But the Bible said, amen, Joel found grace in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So Noah, amen. You know what? He had only one single experience with God during his entire lifetime. This may be for those of us who just God just speaks to all the time. And if God don't talk to us, then we we about to backslide. Hallelujah. Moses, his first encounter with God was when he was 40 years old. You know what the next encounter was with God at the burning bush? He was 80 years old, brother. 40 years went by and he heard nothing from God. That's where our faith, amen, grounded in the word of the Lord. Listen, I, listen, I, I want to move of God, and I'm going to praise, and I'm going to shout. I'm going to do like Kenneth Phillips did. Amen, I tell this story about Kenneth Phillips, one of our greatest preachers. When I was a teenager at the camp, at Louisiana camp, amen, thousands of young people. Kenneth Phillips was kind of my hero. He was a faith man and, and just loved him to death from a distance, got to know him a little bit better, had dinner with him one night. And, and so, but, but Phillips was a, was a faith preacher and, and felt the spirit of the Lord. He said he went for a couple of years, I believe is what he said, that he did not feel God. People was getting the Holy Ghost in these altars uh, there in Austin, Texas. Amen. People were being healed and all kind of miracles taking place. But he, he, he claimed that he had not felt God in two years. This is where we need to be, folks. All right? This is where we need to be. I'm going to get to some preaching here in just a minute. But Brother Phillips told the story. He said he was a huge church. Went way back on the back side of the of the platform and knelt down and kind of complaining to God. He said, God, I've never, I've never gone this long. I don't feel your presence. I hadn't felt your presence and kind of complained a little bit. But, but here, here's what happened. He said, but God, if I never feel your presence again, I'm still going to keep preaching this message. I'm going to keep blessing you. I'm going to keep living right. I'm going to keep doing the right thing. Amen. 
And here's how his testimony claims. He said, immediately the presence of the Lord came upon him and began to feel God's presence right there. Listen, maybe it's just a test to see if you are going to live for God. It's not that God is lacking any power. I mean, it's not like he can't get to you and bless you. and t- No, he can do that. But maybe you just don't need goosebumps all the time. And he's just going to not let you have a, us have a runaway here and, and, and not let you get healed and not let you get blessed and, feel, and, and just see if you'll live for God. How many are going to live for God? Are we just shouting and praising because the music's good? Our praise team is awesome? Or do we, are we praising because we love God? I'm going to kind of do this once in a while, y'all. You know, I wouldn't do this, Brother Rook, before, but I talk about it here in our prayer meeting. The sweetest, quietest, almost little prayer here on Saturday at 6.30. Not a full house or anything. Amen. But I'm okay with that. I used to just worry, well, what's happening? Hey, nobody's shouting and nobody's running. Listen, let me tell you something. I got some scriptures and I've got some thoughts and I got and we get us all shouting. You'll be obedient. You'll jump up and down. But, but it's... Is it better if the Spirit just comes in, amen, and somebody gets to want to shout? You can shout, but, but nobody's feeling like it. That's okay. That's okay. Don't shout because of me. Don't shout because of the music. Shout because of his word. Shout because you love God. You love his message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So people in the Old Testament, Amos, he was one of the minor prophets. He prophesied only seven times his whole lifetime. We think, man, they ain't, man, they ain't prophesied that good. They hadn't given tongues interpretation lately. Amen. They hadn't moved in the spirit. Something must be wrong. There's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Hallelujah. God will speak when it's time. And we often think that the events of the book of Acts, I've been guilty of this. We think it all took place over just a short period of time. Like every day there was something. No, no. Actually, the events recorded in the book of Acts spans a period of more than 30 years. We live in the microwave age, the drive-up window. Give it to me now. What took, what's taking so long? You think God's going to be squeezed into that kind of little pattern? No, no, no. He's not our spiritual bellboy, okay? Hurry up. Get that. No, no, no. That's not, that's not how it works. He's training us and teaching us. Hallelujah. And blessing us through those tests that's come our way. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, days, weeks, months, even years pass between certain events Amen, documented there in the book of Acts. I'm trying to give us a comparison of then and now. Watch this, amen. Every time we come together, folks, you talk about a spoiled bunch of people, but that's okay. My granddaughter's spoiled too, and I'm just hugging and spoiling her some more. Mom and dad will have to take care and deal with all that, but I'm loving those kisses. I'm loving those hugs. Hallelujah. When I look at her and say, Kyla, Pop-Pop thinks you're awesome. And she says, you're awesome too, Pop-Pop. Hallelujah. I get the goosebumps right then. <laughs> Brother and sister baseball, y'all know what we're talking about. You just want to hug. You, you can't do that. But you just want to hug them all the time. Don't let them go. Hallelujah. They're spoiled. Well, that's how we are. I looked over, looked over last night at prayer. I have to throw this in. Y'all know I'll spoil a little bit more. And since Sister Melissa went to work full-time for the church, and by the way, she's doing just awesome things, a lot of things for us uh, and the church, uh, I saw her trying to pray, but Kyla won't let her go. Kyla, she's in her lap, and she's like looking at her, and she's like touching her face. And, and I'm up here sitting on the platform, and I, I get me a spot up here, and I just pray. I walk a while, and then I sit and pray and, and just 
feel after the Lord. And, and But I looked over and I thought, that probably is one of the most, I'm a little prejudiced when it comes to that, okay. All right, all right so, I, so I just, you know, I'm like, that is one of the most natural things that it, it's supposed to happen that way. You know who the mother is spiritually? The mother is the church. You know who the babies are? It's the new people coming in. That's natural. Anything you see in the natural, there is a spiritual for that that you can't see unless God opens your spiritual eyes and you can see that. So that is so natural. That's the way it's supposed to be. But the mom responds to the baby and lets the baby get close and hug and touch. And I see moms just moving on, which is it's normal too. You've got to do stuff. You can't just sit and hug the baby. But, but the baby's all over. They're okay with that. In fact, they prefer that. The baby's right there. De- totally dependent on mommy. Hallelujah. Just want to throw that in a little bit. Our new mom, amen. Come on. Let's see the babies. We see the new ones. We see the babies. We have to love them. Hallelujah. But every time we come together, amen, God meets us. Whether it's just a handful of us or whether we're in a meeting where there's thousands of people, guess what? God shows up. Amen. We come together expecting. We come together believing great things to happen. Guess what? They do happen. Hallelujah. That's how that works. Amen. Our organization began, and again, I'm just giving some things that I just extra, but I'm, I'm not going to preach a long time. Amen. So don't worry. All right. I'll let you out by lunch, by supper tonight at least. Okay. Uh, our organization, the UPCI, began in 1945 with 521 churches and has grown to almost 42,000 churches. Hallelujah, 42,000. In fact, I just checked to make sure last night if, if the website is up to date right. 40,000 licensed ministers, 4.9 million members in the UPCI church. Listen, folks, I came up in the independence of all kinds. Amen. Free, pe- free churches and, you know, Jesus' name people is what we're talking about. Amen. So, so this is just a, a touch of what's really out there, right. all right? Amen. I just know what we're doing. We have we have a we have a United Pentecostal church in 225 nations in the world. 691 missionaries currently on the field. Amen. The, the late Nathaniel Erskine, that used to be our general superintendent, he used to say, "The sun never sets on the United Pentecostal Church." Why? Because there's a church somewhere in the world as this old earth turns on its axis. Amen. There's church going on nearly every hour of every day. There's an apostolic church meeting somewhere in the world. And I promise you folks, amen, on the word of the Lord that that God meets with his people every time they gather in his name. That's what the word said. Where two or three comes together in my name, there will I be in them. You don't have to go by my word. You can just go by God's word. Amen. But this did not just happen because the church was moderate or ordinary. Amen. Somebody was hungry for God. Somebody's continuing to push to the next level. Somebody's willing to fight the good fight. Even the giant, if it happens to be a giant, we're going to fight. Amen. Hallelujah. This church that you are a part of, amen, and I'm a part of, amen, did not come about by happenstance or by the efforts of mere men. We have to understand that. It is, it, it, if it was built on the abilities and talents of men, guess what? Men could destroy it. Men could tear it down, all right? Amen. But God is in this thing. Jesus said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Hallelujah. The church is predestined. 
to have power. You shall receive power, not before, but after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Hallelujah. Amen. Predestined to persevere. You're going to go through some things. But my question, I can't get off of this. What kind of attitude are you going to have when you don't get what you want? That's the test. It's not, it, it's not the test itself. It's how your spirit's going to be. You're still going to be a Christian. You're still going to love your brothers and sisters. Amen. That's it. Amen. Predestined to promise. Listen, the promises of God have pulled me through. I can't, I can't begin to name the struggles and the valleys and the situations we've been. Sickness and pain. Oh, but God, you promised. I'm going to hold on to your good promises. Predestined to produce. Can't forget that one either. Anything that's living is supposed to be growing. Hallelujah. Listen, all this is God's work. Acts 19 and 10, watch this. And they continued by the space of two years. Listen to me closely right here. Amen. So that all they which dwelled in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. Did you hear that? They reached everyone in the known world without TVs, without computers, without radios, without telephones, without planes, without automobiles, without trains. They couldn't send an email. They couldn't send a text message. But they reached the world, all of Asia, in two years. Why? How did they do that? Because God was in it. When we look at the people in high places that have authority, don't like us, Amen. There's people. There's been people trying to tax churches. Uh, I, I guess President George Bush, the, the second Bush, he understood. I heard him talk about it. He said people were working on it then to try to tax churches and get churches to pay pay the government stuff. Nonprofits, in other words, not just churches, nonprofits. And and George Bush made the statement. He said, "Listen, they have no idea of what the church does to the, for the community. You know, there's soup kitchens and there's." drug rehab programs and there's people who pay rent and help pay rent and buy groceries all the time. He said it, it, it goes into millions and millions and millions of dollars that nonprofits give back to the community that these government people, all they can see is a possibility of somebody out here getting out of paying taxes. And so we want to tax them. But at least somebody understands what all the church is doing or, or quite a bit of what the church is doing. Amen. We are trying to reach a world. We're trying to introduce a God to them that will heal their needs and get them through their situations. You don't have to be a drug addict. You don't have to be a not. Somebody said, so they started drinking and smoking. I said, well, that's just what the world does. When you grow up, amen, you don't even get out of high school yet. You don't learn how the cool thing to do is cuss and smoke and drink a little booze and smoke a little, that's just what they, that's the, God is, Satan is the God of, he's of this world. He's running this show here. That's why we need to be born again of water and of spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to be led, amen, by the presence and the spirit of the Lord. And not only that, you can have peace. You don't have to have a hangover on Sunday morning. Amen. You can have a little bit of money left in your pocket. At least if you don't, you know where it went. I'm just wondering how many people Amen. Just right here in this vicinity. They're broke today, hung over, and they don't know why they're broke. They don't know where they spent their money on. Well, you can get out of all that by the help of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. These folks, they reached the known world in two years. Amen. How did they pull it off? God. Hallelujah. Just one word. God is going to give some of us direction for life, I believe, right now. Some of you are miserable. That's a shame. Anybody miserable is bad, but a Pentecostal, Holy Ghost, Jesus' name, tongue talker, that twice is bad. 
people talking tongues, they're miserable. And then like I said a while ago, if you get around a miserable person, you can't be happy either because they won't shut up. <laughs> they're miserable and they testified about it. Hallelujah. They're not happy. It's like if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Amen. My wife's different from that, though. She won't even fuss with me and fight with me. She's helped me a lot over the years in that. Hallelujah. But I believe God may give somebody some direction here. In the apostolic church, evangelism, it's the highest priority. We got to get that as Christians. God didn't save you just to set you on a pew and let you hear one good sermon after another and watch the praise team and, you know, just this, you know. That, that's, no, 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 no. That's not it. Amen. Evangelism is our main purpose. Everybody can do something. The late T.F. Tenney, amen, our, our superintendent in Louisiana District, he used to say this. He said, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. I'm going to help somebody right here. I mean, what is the main thing? Amen. Luke 19 and 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is. That's why he came. Could we get right down to the bedrock of this? You would write down to this? Listen, he revealed his purpose here. Amen. And his purpose is our purpose. Hallelujah. Listen, this is where I'm going to help somebody right here. So many of us are concerned with how the church looks, how the church acts, talks, dresses, and the list goes on. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about it, but I have to set a priority. Hallelujah. In our desire to have a holy church, many of us have overlooked that we are to be soul winners. Don't take me wrong. I love holiness. I love separation. Come out from the world and be separate. Say, I understand all of that, all right? But we can go to seed on that. Hallelujah. The word church is a Greek word, ecclesia. You know what it means? It means the called out ones the separated ones. God's going to call you out. He started with Abraham. Amen. Before there was a Christian church. Come out. Amen. Abraham. I'm going to make you a great nation. Hallelujah. Amen. Your seed's going to be like the sand of the sea and the star. Innumerable. Stars in the heavens. Amen. But there had to be a coming out. We understand that. We got to get that. But let's just don't hammer that all the time. Let's move on from this thing. Amen. We got to, we got to have some babies. We got to have some children. Hallelujah. We've got to bring some people into the kingdom of God. That's what we're called to do. That's what Jesus was called to do. Amen. The clean, the holy, the separate, all of that's good. It's a good message. Amen. But, but have you ever noticed that hospitals are clean? There's a certain smell, this disinfectants in a hospital. It's clean. And it ought to be. I'm glad it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you walk in, you can smell the disinfectants the uniforms of the doctors and nurses. I mean, when they go through one surgery, they, they change clothes and change coats and wash their hands. I mean, they scrub and scrub and then they wear rubber gloves or some type of gloves. Amen. They, their uniforms and, and everything is clean. The bed linens are white. They're crisp and clean. Everyone, amen, takes extra care. Even the instruments are you know, sterilized. They probably just, you, I see them now, they have new packages. They have brand new and new needles and all of that. And I, back in the day, they'd have them sterilized. They'd have them in soaking in alcohol or something and they would take them out. You smell, you smell. That's a good thing to be clean. It's a good thing that a church be clean. Right. Yeah, what I'm doing is making a comparison right now. 
All right? Amen. It's good that we write and we be holy and we be separate. I'm not, I'm not kicking that, that down the road, uh, uh, to the side. No, we ought to do that. But the, the, can we type that hospital and the church? That's what I've claimed we are. We are a hospital for needy people. Hallelujah. Much effort goes into making sure that that hospital is a clean environment. However, on a pretty regular basis, you can hear the siren. You can hear the you can hear the you know the ambulance, and you hear it coming and headed toward the hospital. And amen. And and once in a while, somebody gets in a, or in fact, more than more often than we like to talk about, a horrible accident, or uh, or they they get wounded or shot, and and so they're headed to the hospital and they're bleeding profusely. Amen. With every beat of their heart, blood is coming out. It's an ugly, ugly scene here. But when the ambulance pulls up to the doors of the emergency room, wouldn't it be absurd if a doctor or a nurse would stand out in the front and refuse entrance to that patient? Now, you may think I'm silly here. You may think, what's he talking about? I've been to places where you have the, the dress uniform police officer self-appointed, checking everybody out. They, they're a baby, number one. They need the Holy Ghost, probably number one again. <laughs> you need to quit worrying about how they're dressed. You, you need to quit worrying about whether their hair is long or short or what color it is, or if they even got, even got hair. Can I set some things in order right now for the church? See, we've studied a while and we've learned. Let me tell you what, those of you that are studying, it's kind of dangerous. I know that Paul said, study to show thyself approved. Amen, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing. I understand that. I'm not contradicting the word of the Lord. But we can get so intelligent that we argue about everything. Have you won a soul lately? Who's teaching a Bible study? Have you even thought about teaching a Bible study? I know all of us are unqualified. Just for those of you that well, I don't know, they may answer. Listen, I get answered. I get asked questions all the time that I don't know the answer. You know what I tell them? I don't know. Nothing wrong with that. All right, but but it is. There's a little danger about learning. So you know the Pharisees that eventually crucified Jesus. Do you know that they, you know, to qualify to be in their position as a Pharisee, they had to know the five first five books of the. That's all they had at that time. The first five books of the Bible by heart. They knew the word of the Lord and they missed the coming of the Lord. They crucified him. Amen. In fact, they were the ones that cried out, crucify him. And they knew the word of the Lord. Be careful here. Amen. Why? Let me tell you how you, you work this. The spirit of the Lord. Not his word. The word kills, but the spirit gives life. The spirit of the Lord will lead you, accompany that with the word, but it will lead and guide us into all truth. What that means, it'll lead you into everything that's good and everything that's right. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not, I'm not suggesting just be all spirit either and leave the word because you could just be a, you know, one of those Jesus freaks out there that just God tells them everything. They don't even have enough sense to turn the light on until the Holy Ghost tells them to. Oh, Holy Ghost told me to turn the light. No, I just know that it's dark in here and I'm turning the light. I don't want to go there either. <laughs> Does that make sense? Is that all right? Amen. Let's, let's, let's get focused here. Hallelujah. Listen, but nobody stands outside. Let's all stand. I need some help up here, and I'm going to start trying to quit, all right? Nobody, nobody, come on, y'all Y'all move fast. Y'all look like y'all got the, y'all old as me. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
You ever saw a musician that moved fast? Hallelujah. They'll tune their guitar. You know, they'll do all kinds of things. They'll look around. No, no, no. Just jump up there and start playing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all doing better? Hallelujah. Praise God. But nobody stands outside the hospital when the ambulance drives up with a bleeding, wounded individual and says, you're not coming in here. Hey, here, here's what they could say. They could say, we just got this place cleaned up. <laughs> and you coming in here like that? No, 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 ain't no way. No, that's, that's not what they do. They ignore the blood. They get bloody themselves. Mess up those clean clothes. It gets on the floor. I've been places. I've been called to hospitals amen, in my position as a pastor and preacher and, and, and just follow the ambulance or the person in and, and, and to see blood everywhere. It's horrible. It's ugly. I don't, want, I don't like blood. I, I, only blood that I don't like worse than that is my own blood. I really get upset, but I don't even like anybody's blood. But, but, but you know what? They're just all over that person in that emergency care. They're all over the bed sheets get messed up, blood everywhere. Oh, no, we can't, oh, we can't have that. You know, I've known people being escorted out of the church because they wouldn't dress right. Now, I did tell Brother Staten, he called me one time, had a guy coming to church, and he didn't have a shirt on. And Brother Staten, he was home missions just like us. He said, what do you do about a guy? No, I, I thought he maybe he had a T-shirt. He says, no, bro. That's how home missionaries talk. He said, no, man, he's, he looks like a bear coming in. Man, he don't have a shirt. I said, Brother Staten, I said, you can't even go into McDonald's without a shirt. I said, is he getting nuts? He said, no, the guy's college, he's a college graduate. <laughs> I said, I'd be very nice, but very firm. Sure. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just consider us a McDonald's. We cannot serve you without shoes or shirt. I don't know. Hallelujah. We can, we can tolerate it. Listen, some, somebody feel like some Christians get so close to God that they think some sinner is going to defile them. Oh, you can't get close to that. You know, Jesus, his disciples, you know what they were accusing Jesus of? His disciples ate with unwashed hands. Anything they could pick on them. That's a Pharisee spirit. They weren't trying to break the law. That was the law. That was one of the laws they added to it. You got to eat, you got to wash your hands. That's good. Cleanliness is good. But it's not worth turning somebody away from. It's, it's not worth the fuss and the fight and the argument. It's like wine or grape juice for, for communion. Better to get it right. <laughs> you know why nobody knows? Because it doesn't say what was in the cup. The Bible, the Word of God, does not say. Now, I know that there's some insinuations. Paul told them to get drunk. You get drunk, get the communion. You don't need to be doing that. You have houses to eat in, and, and you go do it in your house. So apparently, whatever that group at Corinth, they had some real wine there. Okay, but other than that, you know, it, it's not worth fussing about. And all kind of other things that come way, way down there, not not totally unimportant. But but, but I'm trying to get the right thing, the main thing, and keep it the main thing. Don't be sidetracked with issues. Hallelujah. But the but the doctors and the nurses swing the doors open wide and seem to ignore the fact that this person is bleeding all over everything. The staff of a hospital understands the need for cleanliness. They don't forget their purpose 
is to heal the broken and diseased body. Amen. Amen. Cleanliness is important, but it's not as important as the soul that's living inside this person right here. Amen. We're going to put, we're going to go through some things. Listen, I've taught home Bible studies over dogs barking. Amen. Dog hair all over the couch. Amen. I've taught Bible studies over the TV that anybody ought to know that if you got company and you're teaching lesson, turn the TV off. Now, if I get to know the people a little better, a little better I'd say, okay, we're going to start. Turn off the TV. But I've taught two or three lessons before they ever. Listen, the church teaches people so much, Sister Jan. We're so far ahead, amen, of most of the world who have no idea what you say. People don't know how to act at a funeral. But we see them all the time church just does so much for us and it should teach us that whatever it takes I'm going to preach the word of the Lord I'm going to tell them how wonderful God is I'm going to tell them a little bit as much as I can about this feeling that you get amen of utopia amen this feeling of blessings amen it goes beyond the goosebumps amen once you get this experience with God this book of Acts I got to get that to them somewhere or other and it don't matter if the earth is flat Amen. Or the earth revolves around the sun, or the sun it moves around. The, you know, I don't care about all of that. That's, that's beyond my pay grade. But I do know this. Amen. Without the Spirit of the Lord, He says we don't belong to Him. What does that mean? Hallelujah. That means that we need to be filled with His Spirit. Hallelujah. That's what we all need. That. Let's get step number one. Let's get the important thing going. I feel a revival. I feel something extraordinary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But sometimes again, church members forget that they too were once broken, bruised, and someone let them in, amen, and healed them and blessed them and loved them in spite of what they looked like and what they were. Hallelujah. This, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah, this is the way to this extraordinary outpouring of the presence of the Lord. There's nobody that don't want to be loved. But they don't get it out there. Shouldn't they get it in the house of God? Shouldn't, shouldn't somebody, amen, or several somebodies in this congregation, amen, reach out first and put their hand, amen, and give a good firm handshake? Shouldn't somebody, amen, several somebodies, again, amen, put a smile on your face and say, we're so glad you're here. You've got a lot of choices out there. Amen. But you came here. Amen. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about our services. Let me tell you about our singers and musicians who lead us into praise and worship under the unction of the Spirit. Whether y'all know it or not, there's several of us, including me. I pray, amen, God bless every string on those instruments. Bless those drums. Bless the singers. Bless their, let, let it be anointed. Some of y'all may not even know that, but that's anointed singing. God, touch our preaching. Let it be a no ever high comes out, God. Just reach the not the person, but the soul of that person. Where something inside of them will cry out, This is it. This is what I have been looking for. That's the main thing, folks. And when we see that, that's when this extraordinary church is going to receive an extraordinary move of the Holy Ghost. In the midst of an extraordinary world. Hallelujah. That looks hopeless and helpless, but, but because of God, because of his power, not ours, amen, because of his strength and authority, 
People are going to come to God that you never dreamed would come to God. Any, can I get an amen from somebody here? Hallelujah. I believe we're together. How do you do that? You just keep believing God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm going to open this altar for, for a little while. Amen. Before we're dismissed. And, and here's what we're going to do. We're just going to come to the altar. And we're just going to ask God to do whatever he wants to do with us right here. God, God just reach, reach down. Listen. Because here's what we do. We come to the altar to get what we want. We, we want to get on God's good side and get him to give. No, no, no. God, even if you want to put me in the valley. Hallelujah. You do that. Even if you're going to come bring me up here to tell me no. Can't do that. I'm not going to bless that. Amen. Would you do that? You're brave enough, bold enough to do that? Some of y'all don't want to do it because you don't want to, you don't want to lose control. That's what you do. You don't want to give up what you want. I, I dare you. I dare you to come. Hallelujah. And be open to God. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Hallelujah. Bless you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're here for you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're here for that extraordinary. Amen. That special move of your spirit. Oh, hallelujah. That's beautiful. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before you get out of here, amen, let's just say another word or two. I believe our expectations have been low. Amen. You know, we usually get what we expect. If you think the service is going to be dead, if you think that God's not going to do much, especially for me, probably won't. Probably won't. Hallelujah. We need to put the helmet of salvation on our thinking. Amen. God, take control of my mind. Let me think right. If you don't think right, then you see, you don't really know you don't think right. I talk about my little niece that's nuts. She's crazy. No sweetheart, but she's crazy. She thinks, but see, she thinks everybody else is crazy. And it's a sign of a real mental problem. I, I, I want to, God, I want you to anoint me where I really, truly, and honestly, where I am thinking right. ourselves of things and situations that are probably really not there. Remember the old story of the guy? Probably heard it. Probably heard it a bunch of times. But the family that pulled in before they got in the little town and they were moving there and they said, we're just moving to the new town. They had the station wagon loaded and the trailer had their kids and they asked the farmer, said, what kind of town is this over here? And the old farmer said, well, what kind of town was it that you just left from? They said, well, they were backbiters and gossipers and we couldn't get along, we couldn't hardly stand the place. He said, it was just a bad, bad place to live. And he said, well, he said, that town that you're going to, he said, it'd be about the same, about the same way. And they drove on. Then the, another family stopped by a little later, asked the same question. We're, we're moving and we're thinking about moving to that little town that's right down there. Maybe you could see the see the buildings and you can see it and the farmer asked the same question well what what kind of town was it that just moved you just moved from and they said oh they were wonderful people they was we were so close to them they were so kind and good to us in fact we hated to leave but my job required me to have to leave and and the farmer said you know what that's exactly how those people are down there amen they're loving people they're good people they're sweet people see but we program ourselves Amen. It's like the guy said, you know, if Bob's got a problem with Bill and Bob's got a problem with Joe and Bob's got a problem, you know, Bob is the problem. You see people have problems with everybody. They have problems with everybody, no matter who it is. It's not the place, but it's the way we think. And we're entrapped and we're incarcerated by it. Oh, I see beautiful things. I see glorious things. Oh, yeah, you have to look past a few things. I understand that. Don't get focused on these ugly things. There's beautiful people in this church. And not only that, let me just throw this in. Two or three times, I believe God's just given me a little flash vision, Brother Ruck. Amen. Of not, this thing totally remodeled. Those offices taken out. Everything in here new. Beautiful, beautiful sanctuary. But it's too small. Hallelujah. Well, God, you're going to have to help us with this because the county won't let us go past 300. We've had right around 300 in this building more than one, two, three, four times. Amen. And so, God, you're just going to have Why? Because it's your church, God. So he's probably going to give us that property down on the front. And by the time we get through with all this, we will be forced. We'll be forced. Now, we'll probably go to multiple services because we can't all get in here while we're getting everything ready. And that build right out there because all that will belong to us. 
Hallelujah. That's just the next step. Not putting anybody in a bind. Not pressuring anybody. I'm just step by step. Amen. So just get ready for good things to take place. What that means is your children are coming home to church here. Amen. Your neighbors that you've been witnessing to, amen, they'll come. But but they won't come if you just if you tell them, well, it's kind of a you gotta tell them, like, man, we have an awesome church. We have wonderful people in our church. Amen. The preacher can't preach too good, but church just happens good in spite of it. Just they just over overflow him and just shout and pray through, you know, that's how that works. It's just wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Could you leave with the thought of God to just move in my spirit? Because it's not the rest of everybody, it's me. Hallelujah. My dad could look at somebody that I thought was the hatefulest, ugliest, meanest, and my dad, he'd just come up with something. They just, you know, they're all right. My mom, she had the same spirit. Hallelujah. It's like a Merle Ewing. Everybody was beautiful to him. You know, that's an inside job, folks. James Kilgore was the exact same thing. Every ugly, bad person, he could see something good in them. Wonderful people starts right here and it works right out through your brain and right out your eyes oh hallelujah our house is full of beautiful people I'm so glad God let me be your bishop I'm so glad I pastor you and help pastor and get to preach to you because you're wonderful amen and you're going to win more people just like yourself see hallelujah God bless you amen I really do love you amen want to help you and bless you if we can leave here amen with a new bounce in your step got a brand new future. You have no past, remember? Nobody has a past here. Everybody has a future. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands. Be friendly. We're dismissed in Jesus' name.